Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and back by popular demand after a two-week hiatus due to travels, busy schedules for our guest, the fabulous Stu Kedwell. It's Tuesday. Stu, welcome back. Dave, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm good, except uh, I guess one of the challenges we're going to have with, uh, with taping the podcast now that the, the world is opening or reopening somewhat in certain areas is we're, uh, we're starting to travel a little bit more with our, our jobs, so connecting uh, is, is a bit more of a challenge, but it creates a particularly exciting, I think if we were going we to put this, this was Jeopardy, we'd call this a potpourri round of, uh, <laughs> of, of Stu's days. Uh, because we got a lot of ground to cover over the last couple of weeks, and a, and a particularly interesting week this week, uh, and 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 let's just start with uh, with a news item that's going to sort of link us to to the other topics we need to cover, uh, and that was the the reappointment of uh, of Jay Powell as the uh, the head of the Federal Reserve and the market reaction to that. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, like I don't. Like I think it would have been generally consistent, regardless of who was uh, nominated as the as the Fed chair. But with the renomination of of uh, Chairman Powell, um, you know, the market's reaction, anyways, yesterday was to say, well, maybe there'll be a little bit more response to inflation a little bit earlier than it otherwise might have been. And what you saw in the yield curve, particularly on the short end is that the the short-term yields jumped in a manner that assumes or suggests that we might see one interest rate tightening by the middle of 2022, um, which was was certainly, you know, I think they had taken that potential off the table a little bit with the uncertainty about whether or not he he would return. And with uh, Chairman Powell's return, that was put back into the market. Uh, Yields kind of jumped uh, uh, across the board. you know, you mentioned the last two weeks we've had we've had uh, kind of volatile markets um, yeah. with uh, you know with a bit of a reversal in the last uh, two days. We've had uh, a period of time where you know with Europe, a handful of European countries uh, closing down a little bit or locking down. Um, inflation, uh, you know, is out there. Uh, the price of oil, uh, you know, certainly received a lot more attention. There was an article. New York Times on the weekend, um, you know, some others just, you know, is it biting into consumption? Uh, there had been a discussion which we had at our risk committee around uh, with Eric uh, around the Michigan consumer sentiment was a little bit softer than than some people wanted to see. And, you know, kind of raised the discussion around, you know, consumers are certainly acting confident with retail sales and what have you, but maybe in the back of their minds, this discussion around inflation is uh, starting to weigh on on future confidence. So the last couple of weeks, um, you know, saw a little bit of softening in the market. And then, you know, since the interest rate move and the consistency of Fed policy, it's been a bit of a reverse. So people have kind of, you know, gone back into some of the interest sensitive. The banks have been extremely strong uh, since the Powell announcement. And some of the, you know, super heady growth stocks have sold off a little bit um, as they do as interest rates move around. Yeah, so so you know, on the inflation front, because I I, I know I, I was out uh, I was out in in BC last week, uh, and, and and that was the question that, that that everyone asked is 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 inflation, uh, is this just a temporary bump? And I know we've covered this this quite a bit, but but, but is it starting to look like inflation is going to persist a little bit longer 
and 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 even with the inflation we've experienced, the the, the renomination that we talked about, what do you think that's doing in the bond market? Well, the question, yeah, that's a good question. The question is, um, a good chunk of inflation is likely transitory. Like, oh, there's been all sorts of estimates. We have one as well. But say, you know, half of the inflation is, you know, due to supply constraints, and the other half uh, might stick around uh, for a little bit longer. So if inflation was running, you know, at say five-ish percent, um, you know, half might go away and half might stay, which is, you know, that two and a half is not far off. Uh, the level that they may actually want in the economy. So, um, you know, still we still think that the you know the central banks they 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 need to kind of be mindful of where people's uh, heads are at, which is focused on the here and now. But you know, some of the longer term inflation expectations haven't you know, really surged the same way. So, it's a very delicate process for central bankers at this juncture to acknowledge and keep a consumer confidence high. While at the same time, uh, you know, not really removing accommodation too fast relative to what the economy might be able to cope with. Although, you know, by most measures, uh, monetary policy is still very stimulative, even if we had not just the tapering, but even if we had a couple of interest rate increases um, because of where real interest rates are. They're, you know, they're still quite low. So, um, but that, that's a pretty delicate thing for central bankers to figure out. Yeah, and 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 I think really important to mention, uh, particularly for new listeners. And by the way, Stu, you may not even know this. This podcast is growing by leaps and bounds in terms of new listenership. It's starting to uh, starting to pop up on some 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 lists in terms of, of finance podcasts in Canada. Uh, but we've talked about before. It's important for for investors to recognize that inflation is not a bad thing. Low and steady inflation is actually a good thing. You want a little bit of inflation. It's much better than deflation. It's when inflation starts to get excessive or has the potential to rise above levels that, 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 that people are comfortable with that you start to get into problems. And, you know, you want a little bit of inflation because if, if I know the price is going to be higher a year from now, well, I might spend the money now versus if I think the price is going to be lower, I might wait and buy it next year. So that, that could be bad for the economy. But if the price is going to be 10% higher, well, now I've got a problem because I may not be able to afford it at all. So, so that's, the, that, that's the subtle difference when we, when we talk about inflation. So all of this wrapped together, you mentioned the volatility. We're already at, at, at all-time highs in many markets if we're talking about stocks. Uh, it is, you know, we, we often talked about when markets are, are more on the expensive side, we expect volatility. That's kind of what we're seeing the risk of higher interest rates. What do you think this sets up as, as the market backdrop as we head in towards the end of the year? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's an, a whole lot different than what we, you know, that what we've kind of been playing for. And, and by that, I mean, you know, the economy next year, you know, still looks like it's set to grow at a pretty reasonable rate. It's going to decelerate from the strong growth we've seen this year, but still at a pretty healthy level. Like, you know, one of the things that we spend a lot of time on is, uh, our economist indicator and where we sit in the cycle. Uh, we have, you know, a, a handful of of uh, categories, and you can measure them in early, mid, and late cycle, and that really shows that the economy is in mid cycle. Um, you know, we're going to have some bumps around reopening, and uh, you know the way that inflation will, uh, you know, kind of come off the boil in the next six months. But you know, in both cases, we think that you know economies will continue to reopen and do better. And that inflation will uh, find its way back down towards 
you know, that kind of two to three percent range over time, which is not a bad backdrop for the stock market. When we've, you know, looked at uh, the stock market, we've had this discussion in the past, there's still a very significant portion of the stock market that has valuation that's quite reasonable relative to history and certainly relative to interest rates. There are some pockets where the expectations around growth are extremely high, and many of those are very good businesses, but you know whether or not they can live up to those expectations um, you know, gives us a little bit of second thought. But when we look across uh, you know, a broad portfolio, the ability to find you know, a good business with a good dividend at a reasonable valuation relative to history and interest rates, you know, that continues to be uh, the base case that we're working with in this environment. Okay, and and let's just touch on on one more thing that's uh, I mean that's been in the news, but it, it popped up again in the news today because uh, in the United States the president has uh, has authorized the release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, in in the U.S. Uh, the market was reacted uh, uh, in a, a somewhat unexpected fashion in that you know fifty million barrels of oil are going to come out under the marketplace, but the price of oil jumped significantly today uh, what do you think uh, is, is there any significance to this uh, to this release of oil or is it or is it more symbolic than everything and is it still reliant on what energy producers around the world are going to do from here well it's significant in the sense that that the you know the most pre- powerful office in the world is saying I don't like the price of oil so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're also on about the price of gasoline and and uh, and what have you and you know, that's important because what they're acknowledging is that is that, you know, there is a bit of concern around consumer spending and the level of a gas that's going in the tank versus, or money that's going in the tank rather than into the economy. Um, but, you know, all that said, um, you know, OPEC has, you know, committed to, you know, kind of keeping supply a little bit tighter. There's not as much drilling uh, for new oil as there has been in the past and not likely to be in the future. So the, you know, the prospects for oil remaining, you know, whether or not it's $70, $75, $80, $85, again, that kind of a range is quite a bit higher than it's been in the past. So, you know, for a lot of Canadian energy companies, that will generate a lot of free cash flow. And, um, and that should be, you know, that should be pretty good for investors. Um, You know, when you're releasing a reserves from, from the, the strategic reserve, at some point, you need to replace them. And you're trying to kind of take prices off the bubble, but you're not you're not doing this to send the price of oil back to thirty or forty dollars, that type of thing. You're you're trying to, you know, take it, you know, you know, kind of do something in the short term to alleviate a near term pressure. But um, you know, I think the oil the oil market still remains in, in reasonable stead uh, over time. Yeah, great point that that is uh, well, it is a significant gesture when uh, when when someone in that position. Uh, makes that call and 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 is calling uh, for for the price of oil. Although he did mention a couple of months ago, he was he was poking at uh, some of the other producers around the world to start to uh, to increase production to try and get the the prices lower. So definitely a commitment there, Stu. Uh, we we covered a lot today, a lot of ground, a lot of great stuff. Uh, great to have you back, and uh, we'll be back with uh, Stu's days next week. Uh, your your maybe one of your favorite weeks of the year final uh, final earnings for the uh, for the big Canadian banks. So that's it's right. Almost it's it's Christmas before Christmas for you. That's right. It's a very <laughs> exciting time. Excellent. Thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thanks, everybody. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. 
for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.